Hey, everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married, Married Life. Life. Welcome okay. back, everybody. <laughs> well, good, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Oh, we are so Lord glad to us. be back in the house of the Lord. Yes, one um, more time. Yes, one more time in our home studio. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm speaking into, into existence. We will get a studio, a new studio. In Jesus' name, calling yes. those things that be yep. not as though they were. New studio. All right. So last week we discussed our book and how we were a bit disappointed that it wasn't ready for release yet. Um, we used that disappointment to guide our discussion on disappointment in marriage. And so today... We are still waiting for the release of our book. So we're going to use that to guide our discussion on delayed is not denied. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like we're going from the C's, the C's to the D's. To the D's. Yes. So it looks like God's taking us through the alphabet. So yes. <laughs> to God be the glory. Expectancy. That was, that was not in, intended. <laughs> yes. It wasn't, honestly. It was not. um, But today we're going to talk about delayed is not denied. So we expected to release our book on Labor Day. Delayed Delayed is is not not denied. denied. We've had several people uh, inquire about getting copies of the book. And we are excited to get the book to you. As soon as it's ready, we are going to let you know. We're going to have our book launch and our uh, Facebook Live and Instagram Live to release our baby. Um, oh, we baby. Are, yes, Ooh, we are baby. literally going through labor pains releasing this baby, but delayed is it's not, not denied. denied. <laughs> it's kind of like um, a pregnant woman. You get I don't into know your, anything about that. You get into your ninth month, and the doctor that. gives you a due date, and then on that when that date comes, if you don't have that baby, or two weeks before, you're getting a little anxious and mm-hmm. like, okay, when's this baby coming? But Delayed yes. is not denied. Uh, so our book, our baby, um, that we have labored, uh, it's a labor of love that we're going to uh, release to you soon, and we'll let you know uh, when. Um, we also know that the enemy doesn't want this book to get out. Mm-hmm. He's been fighting us tooth and nail. Nail and uh, tooth. Uh, trying to hinder us and because this book is going to bless many people, not just married people, single people, people who want to get married. Um, It's going to be such a blessing and we anticipate that. And we know that the enemy does not want people to be inspired, encouraged, uplifted, drawn closer to the Lord, drawn closer to each other in marriage. And so Delayed is not denied. Delayed is not denied. The book will be out soon, and we will let you know um, soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So I want to read a couple of scriptures. The first one I want to read is Habakkuk 2 and 3, the English Standard Version. I'm surprised that the Lord gave me this scripture because it's one of my husband's favorite scriptures. Yep. Um, For still the vision, for still the vision awaits its appropriate time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. 
So although our topic is delayed, is not denied. It's saying it will not delay. Our timing is not God's timing. Exactly. We make plans and say we want to do something or we want to be married or whatever the case may be by a certain time. But it's not delayed as far as God's concerned. It's all in his timing. Yeah. Another scripture I want to give you is in Psalm 62 and 5. My soul wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. That's in the English Standard Version as well. And um, the English Standard Version, I'm sorry, that's in the King James James. Version. But in the English Standard Version, it says, wait in silence. Uh So sometimes we got to be still Uh and also be quiet. Be still and silent and wait to see the salvation of the Lord. It's going to come. It will surely come. Delayed is not denied. So the wait in silence part, um, for those of us who are impatient, waiting can be a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then the silence part, because yeah, human nature, I'm, human nature, is to um, want to speak and, and want to say something complain. and complain. You know, um, thinking by now. <laughs> We shouldn't be going through this or if you're single by now, I should be married. Um, We still don't have the book yet. I mean, we have the book. We we have the book like we have the book, y'all. We have the baby. We just don't have books. We don't have the printed (laughs) copies. (laughs) So it's it's kind of um Delayed is not denied. I'll just I'll just stick with that. Delayed is not denied because we've seen the book. We've held the book. We've read the book. And it's like I am I am proud of us for, you know, writing the book. Yes. And um, so when you was talking about wait in silence, you know, we we um, and I look from my my perspective um, can't complain, can't become bitter like like you just said. God's timing is not our timing. And also in silence could mean uh, we're waiting on God. Mm -hmm. That's the first part of the scripture. We're waiting on God. We're not waiting on man. Yes. We have to trust in the Lord. And then also not if you're married, looking at your spouse, you know, complaining or griping or blaming, if you will. Ooh, the blame Um, game. So you got to be silent. Mm-hmm. Because if God's promises are yea and amen, they're going to come to pass in his timing. Because to everything, there is a time and there is a season. When you talked about blaming, that that kind of um, resonated within me. Because one of, one of the strong attributes of our marriage is that we don't blame each other for whatever lot we may be in, whatever mm-hmm. comes up. That is something we, I would have to say on a scale of one to 10, we like a nine point something, <laughs> you know, when it comes to not blaming each other. It's like, we in this thing together. We're going to figure it out. You know, you might, you might be mad at me. I might be mad at you, you know, but as far as blaming each other for um, being in the situation we're in, we really don't do that. And, um, or haven't done it for years, if not decades, and one of the reasons um, we don't blame each other, in my opinion, is because we communicate about our decisions before we make them. And then we make the decision. 
and good, bad, or indifferent, however the decision comes out. We're in this together. We're in this thing together. And, you know, if it doesn't come out the way we thought it was going to come out, then it's a learning process. And one of the things we learned in our marriage is not to make impulse decisions. I don't know how I'm getting on this subject, but I'm the Lord directed me. So um, we don't make impulse decisions when we, you know, in our marriage. So when we go on vacation and things like that, people trying to sell you a timeshare, whatever, you know, got to do it now, got to do it now. As soon as somebody says, got to do it right now, that's our cue, no. Right. <laughs> that's our right. cue, nah, we'll just wait. Because there's always going to be another sale. There's always going to be another something. So um, I don't know how I got on this subject. But somebody need to know, you know, it comes back to communication. One of the first few episodes that we did for this podcast was about communicating. And we continue to talk about communication yes. because it's so important. Yes, it is. It is a foundation. It is a foundational pillar or however you want to describe it, it is a pillar of marriage that you have to communicate. And so um, and in the, the King James, it says, you know, my soul wait thou only upon God for my expect my for my expectation is from him. And so once you realize my expectation or come to the conclusion that I'm expecting from God, I'm not expecting from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now God will use people, obviously, yeah. but I'm not looking to you or or somebody else to bless me. I'm looking from God. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to God to bless me. So that that scripture really really blessed my soul. Psalm sixty two and five. Okay, and it's you. also you know not looking to your spouse. Um, one of the things I had to learn early on in our marriage is not to look to Doug as my God. A lot of times we're asking our spouses to fill a gap or fill a void or fill a need that they weren't designed to do. Mm-hmm. Only God could fill certain. God can fill any void. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the husband has certain roles and responsibilities, which we've talked about. The wife has certain roles and responsibilities. But ultimately, your spouse is not your God. So you wait on God. If you're needing your spouse, expecting your spouse to be saved, to get delivered from something, to change in a certain way, you are truly waiting on God to do it in that person because you can't make them change. And when you're when you're expecting your spouse to do something or fill a, a void in you that only God can fill, you're delaying yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's that's like you're just delaying yourself from getting delivered or getting healed or whatever it may be because you're putting your spouse in a or you're asking your spouse to do something that they can't do yeah, or they don't have to design. They to weren't do. designed to do. So you're delaying your own self in that process. And so um, you just have to be careful. And I understand, you know, we are becoming one as husband and wives, like you said, but there are certain things that I can't do. And there are certain things you cannot do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we just have to make sure that we keep God first and our spouses right below that um, in the, I want to say pecking order. But in the process. Mm-hmm. And just in the right order. In the right order. God yeah. is a God of order. Yeah. And so we got to make sure we put everybody in their pro- proper place, place. Mm-hmm. proper position, mm-hmm. um, and make sure that I think we could have so much more peace when we come to that conclusion 
and we stop expecting our spouses to be something that they cannot be. Or that they're not. Or that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if there's something that you are believing God for as far as salvation, yes, that's that that's possible. That is something that you should believe, can believe, and but you believe in God for it. You're not going to wait for your spouse to do it, lest the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. pricks your spouse's heart to turn to do that. Um, whatever that thing may be, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's something um, you could believe God for it, but don't expect them to be a God in your life. Yes. I don't know how we got on that subject, I don't know how but we got someone to... needed to hear that. Yeah. And so as we've been going through this book, this journey with the book, as we've been going through this journey with the book, um, one of the things I'm learning is, especially as I'm getting older, is that you enjoy the process. And that was something you talked about last week, Renee, was um, going, um, trust the process. And so as I'm getting older and, you know, and we drive, I like to drive and we'll drive here and there and wherever if we're going out of town. When I was, I'll, I'll, purposely stop and, you know, say, let's pull over, you know, at this rest area or this gas station, wherever. And just because now in my younger years, when we was, when the boys were younger and we would have to, you know, drive, you know, we were going out of town. We would pack the boys up at night because my mindset was if we driving at night, I'll make up time. I'm just trying to get where I'm trying to go. That was my process. So we'd pack the boys up, throw the pillows in the back of the minivan at night, 12 o'clock, boom, we on the road. And as you get older, as I got out, as I'm getting older, and of course the boys are all grown and, you know, we're empty nesters now. But I've, I've learned to enjoy the process, enjoy the drive. So I'll pull over, like I said, and I'm like, I'll pull over the gas station. Or I'll pull over, let's get something to eat. And I think you, you, me personally, I don't know if it's just aging, maturity, or whatever it may be, but I'm enjoying the process more. And mm-hmm. so, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. And so, for, and when, to put this in the perspective of marriage, I know sometimes we don't enjoy what we're going through, but there's going to, if you look at it from the perspective of God's going to get the glory out of your marriage some kind of way. And if you never had a test, if you never went through anything, how would you know God would be able to bring you through something? You know, and mm-hmm. I've, I've heard preachers say this before, if you've never been sick, how will you know he's a healer? If you've never been broke, how will you know he's a provider? So you just have to trust God and um, to use your term again, trust the process that God knows what's best for us. And usually when we try to, do our own thing mm-hmm. again, come back to delayed. You delaying yourself. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to delay myself. I'm right. so I just want what God wants for me when he wants me to do it, how he wants me to do it. And when it comes to like for us in this book, we did everything we could possibly do. And so there's nothing else. We looking back that I think that we could have done to had, you know, had it done by Labor Day, but 
you know, it is what it is. Delayed is not denied. Delayed is not denied. <laughs> and so, you know, we just we just gonna keep it moving. I'm I'm in a I'm in a good space. I'm in a good place. I love the Lord. I love my wife. And we've, you know, it'll it'll come out when it comes out. It's gonna bless who it's supposed to bless. And right. we just gonna keep it moving. Then it'll be the next thing. Yeah. You know, yes. this is as our pastor said, this is the year of better. And we've already started a podcast. We've written a book. You know, just we're doing things we never thought we would be doing. Right. Never thought, never planned. Never planned. Never, yeah. Never. I don't think we've ever prayed for it. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I know I aspired <laughs> to write a book many years ago mm-hmm. when I was journaling, but never thought that we would write a book together. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to put in a plug. I didn't want to interject when you were on the flow, on the roll. Uh, for my prayer partner, she says it like this, trust him when you can't trace him. So sometimes you don't see traces of God in the mist, but still trust him anyway. That's what faith is. Mm-hmm. Uh, to come back to how you say it, you got to trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. To stop and smell the roses. And sometimes we are so busy looking to the destination that we're not enjoying what mm-hmm. God is teaching us as we're going through the process. Yeah. Especially for those those of you who are married and have children. Um, enjoy, cherish those moments that, you know, family time, going to practices and recitals and all those things. Enjoy that because they grow up so quick and... And all you have is the memories because, you know, we'll joke around. Remember when one of our sons did this or one of our sons, they couldn't pronounce this word. And mm-hmm. we we go in the toy store and they'd be like, they want to uh, go to the toys action. Yeah, the toys action, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the toys action. <laughs> so um, just in, just enjoy it. And it, it's, it's going to be OK. Um, I know we'll probably never meet face to face, but just. Trust me on this one. It's going to be okay. It is. You have to believe that. Yes. You have to, no matter how long it takes, delayed is not denied. If the word says that a, a sanctified wife sanctifies her husband and vice versa, and I'm paraphrasing, um, then you have to hold on to that scripture for dear life. You have to hold on to God's promises and do not let go. You have to speak those things and believe God that delayed is not denied. Now, you can't look at somebody else and say, well, her husband was saved in five years. It's been 15 and mine isn't saved or this hasn't changed. And you have to trust God. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's process is different. God's timing for everyone's life is different. So you're going to have to trust God for your life, but you have to trust and believe that if he did it for someone else, he's no respect of persons. He'll do it for you, too. And when you were talking about that, I immediately thought of God is not a man that he can lie. God cannot lie. He cannot lie. I know when I was first saved, when I first got saved, I would hear the, the pastor say, when you pray, remind God of his word bring God's word to his remembrance. Mm-hmm. So if that's your scripture, the sanctified wife, sanctified the husband or vice versa, and you want to hold on to that scripture, then when you're praying, 
bring that scripture up, you know, to God. Say, God, your word, you said da 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 da. This is your word. And I know as a father, you know, I if I gave if I told my son something, they could pretty much take it to the bank. If I told them I was gonna pick them up, if I told them I was gonna get them something, if I told them I wasn't gonna get them something, or whatever it may be. Even if he told them they was going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they could take it to the bank because I tried my best as a father to keep my word. And if I couldn't keep my word, if I couldn't keep the word, for, my word for whatever reason, I explained to them, you know, why I couldn't. But I, I literally tried to move heaven and earth to make sure I kept my word. So and and God, he cannot lie. So you have to stand on his promise. You have to stand on his word, remind him of his word and just don't delay is not denied. So just even if you seems like you're praying the same thing or the same scripture until that thing comes to pass, that's your word. That's what you have to stand on. That's what you anchor your soul with. And you don't have to worry about what any other marriage is doing, what any other couple is doing. As for me and my house, that's all you have to worry about. As for me and my house, if you got to go through and anoint um, each door post in your in your house, anoint it with oil and bind the devil and cast the devil out. We've done that before and we'll probably do it again. And because we believe that. So um, we're not telling you anything that we haven't done. And I don't know how we got on this subject. But <laughs> but this that is not in our notes. Re- a reoccurring theme today. Yeah, this is not in our notes. But um, the Lord just wanted you all to hear this: that delay does not denied. Yes, it's, and that scripture where we were referring to is in First Corinthians seven and fourteen, and it says in the New International Version, "For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife." And the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. Mm -hmm. So as we're talking, it seems like we're addressing couples or marriages or even singles that may um, not be where they think they should be marriage wise. Let's just say talking to married couples and I want to kind of talk to the couples who are, you know, thinking, hey, we're doing good. We've been married 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and so on and so forth. Um, Joshua 1 and 8 in the King James Version, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe and do accordingly, according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So I want to talk to the couples who've been married. And I want to just put a question out there. Because the Bible clearly says at the end of that chapter, verse 8, excuse me. Thou shalt have good success. If you have good success, then it's possible to have bad success. Right. It's possible. You could successfully fail. Yeah. <laughs> So it is possible. And even in Proverbs three and four in the English standard version, it talks about um, good success. It talks about is your success about you or is it about God getting the glory? Um, And see, that's the key right there. A lot of people miss out on what that. It's about God getting the glory. Yeah. 
it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. all about Jesus. And when you get to that point where you realize that you are doing it as unto the Lord, things could go a whole lot smoother. Mm-hmm. You will have good success when you do it God's way. When you get out of the way and let God have full reign and full control and do things the way God wants you to do it, then you're going to have good success. But when you're trying to do it constantly, that's where you're going to muddy the waters and get things kind of messed up. Yeah. And you got to be careful about, you know, saying, well, we have the perfect marriage or we don't go through things or we don't have any problems. No or, such thing. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, yes. Yeah, no such thing. So if your marriage is successful, if you're listening to our podcast and you have a successful marriage and you're doing all the right things, everything we've talked about in the previous podcast, then I would challenge you and say it's your obligation to help the next generation or the generation coming behind you, behind us, to help them and show them the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, Bishop Jakes, he said he had a saying, he said this a while ago. He said, you can't have success without having a successor. So for those marriages who are successful and you're, you know, God bless you. You've been married 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. You've overcome. You've some over, things. Yeah, you've been through some things. You've been through the test and trials and tribulations and the storms and your marriage has outlasted the, the storm. I, I challenge you to. I'm going to ask you, who are you sowing? Um, into marriage wise, do you have a couple that's coming, a younger couple coming behind you that you're like, Hey, I can take you under my wing and just coach you and just give you some tips. Or are you going to let them figure it out? You know, mm-hmm. Oh, they'll figure it out. They'll be okay. Leave them to their own devices. Yeah. Everybody's not going to figure this out. If we don't have coaching, if we don't have mentors, some people are just not designed that way. They're not built that way. And they're going to wind up just throwing in the towel. So I challenge the successful couples, share your success, share your testimony. Not just your success, share your failures. Yeah, your failures. Because a lot of people, a lot of times, they uh, have a mask on and they camouflage the fact that they've been through some things. And on the outside, people are looking like, oh, you know, this marriage is great. Because yeah. y'all look so wonderful and y'all always so happy and you always holding hands. Because we post the pictures on yes. Instagram and or we, Facebook. And we look so lovely, <laughs> but you don't paint the picture of the work that goes into marriage. Mm-hmm. It takes work. It takes commitment. It takes communication. It, there are struggles. There are times where one doesn't want to be married. or you're, There are so many things. Things that happen in marriage that need to be shared with other people, the Mm -hmm. reality of what marriage is so that they can learn from others who have gone before them. When you said that um, where one doesn't want to be married, I I think I'm going to start saying there could be a season in your marriage where you do not want to be married. Because sometimes when we say, yeah, I didn't want to be married, you didn't want to be married. But people don't realize that could be a season, just like there's four seasons, you know, summer, winter, spring, fall. And then you can repeat that season again, just like every year there's four seasons. That season can come back around. Now you can make it, you know, you don't have to entertain the thought and just um, act on it. But the thought may come back around. I don't want to be married. 
I want to be single. I want to do it. I want to do go where I want to go. But so, people usually say, I'm not happy. What does happily married have it to do with oh. it? Where in the Bible does it say happily married? Ooh. People say, um, I'm married. Um, and you might have someone, this kind of popped in my head. Some, The devil is sending somebody to distract you. And they'll say, well, are you happy? What does happy have to do with it? God has designed marriage to make you holy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to plug that in. You Dropped felt in you spirit. felt strong about that. I felt strong about. You that. came strong to the hole with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, there are some battles um, in our marriage. There's no way. There's no way. No way in in the God's green earth we could take credit for anything that's happened in our marriage in the 33 years. There's. Well, we can take credit for some of the mistakes. Oh, the mistakes. Yeah, the mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to put that on God. Yeah. God was like, that was all you. And it was, some of it wasn't even the devil. It was just us. Yeah. Um, some For some battles, we just showed up and God gave us the victory. Yes. For other battles, we had to fight and God gave us the victory. Yes. Not fight physically, but fight spiritually. Yes. I just want to make I sure. I, fight in the spirit. Yeah. Yes. We had the other battles. We had to do some spiritual warfare. Yes. Other battles, we had to pray, and God gave us the victory. Other battles, we had to fast and pray, and God gave us the victory. Yeah, because some things only come by prayer and fasting. Uh Uh-oh. You threw your head back when you said, and. You was like, prayer and fasting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You emphasized that, prayer and fasting. So um, maybe that's something that a marriage, a couple, that you're going to have to do. Is praying yeah. fast about your marriage. Yes. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yes. And sometimes y'all to do it together. Yeah. I was thinking that. And like, sometimes maybe they you'll do it. do it separately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I challenge you, if you're going through a struggle in your marriage, I challenge anybody who's listening to this podcast right now. If you are struggling in your marriage, you and your spouse. Fast. Yep. Go on a fast. And from fa- food. From food. I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> if your doctor allows it. Okay, let me, let me put that out there. Because you may have a medical condition. And I don't want anybody to say, well, Doug said, uh, or Renee said. Right, If right. you have a there's, medical condition that you have to eat. There's, I mean, there are ways. If yeah. You could turn one plate down. Um, you could I eliminate want... something from mm-hmm. your diet where mm-hmm. I'm only going to drink water. Um there are so many different ways that you could fast and it's medically safe. Always check with your physician. Yes. Um, we are not instructing you if you are a diabetic or you have certain conditions that require you to eat throughout the day to not eat. We are not saying that. Um, what we are saying is there are several ways that you and your spouse can fast in a safe, effective way and still deny your flesh. Mm-hmm. Because you're waiting on God for an answer. Yep. And 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, in the Passion Translation, it says, For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized and divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. And that's the passion translation. So um, we don't use manipulation to achieve our gains, to achieve our aims. And, you know, we're talking about fasting and prayer. And of course, 
you know, I think for me, when I when I go in the fast, I don't have the energy to do a whole bunch of other stuff. I think that's one of the for me is that I ain't got time. I ain't got the energy. It's like I'm just focused on really not eating and focused on the Lord that I don't have the energy to go somewhere and do some things. And it's just I'm just focused on the Lord. So um, the weapons of, of our warfare, no manipulation because God doesn't manipulate us. So he doesn't expect us to manipulate our spouse or to try to achieve our game, our aims, whatever you're trying to achieve in your marriage, it should not be done through manipulation. That's not of God because it clearly says it right there in second Corinthians 10 and four and how you handle disappointment. And again, we're talking about delayed is not denied. Is just as important as how you handle success, if not as important. Or maybe I should have said it the other way around. How you handle success is just as important as how you handle disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that when you were saying that. Yeah. And so it's just by God's grace we've made it this far. And we made it through everything that we've been through. Again, we're not going to tell you everything we've been through because we want you to buy the book. Get the book. Yes, get yeah. the book. But um, our weapons are not war. Our weapons are, uh, are not carnal. Are not carnal. Thank you. But they are mighty <laughs> through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Thank you. I'm look. I'm thinking one scripture in one version, and I'm looking at the the Passion Translation. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. what was throwing me off. But fasting and prayer, as a two powerful tools, the enemy doesn't want you to do it because he knows the power behind prayer and fasting. And as the scripture says, there are only there are certain things that you have to fast and pray about in order to get delivered or yes. to break those yokes. Bible says these things only come by fasting and prayer or prayer and fasting. So don't think you're above going through things in your marriage. Um, be careful about saying what you'll never do mm-hmm. or what, what you'll never go through, because that might be the one thing that God you know, Satan may come up to God and be like, have you considered my servant Jose to go through whatever, right. you know, or Josephine or whoever, I'm just throwing names out there. And so just, just be careful. Um, I think I don't, I, I don't think I say it anymore. So I'm never going to do this. So I'll never do that. Right. We're very careful about yeah. that. Um, and you, you don't, you just don't know how you're going to handle a situation when you go through it, God is able and willing to aid you, but you have to trust him in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the ups, in the midst of the downs. You have to trust and believe that God is working it out. And when you pray, one of the things I wanted to say um, about prayer is that when you pray about something, you have to trust that God heard your prayer and not get up off your knees, off your face or whatever uh, posture or position you find yourself praying in. You want to get up trusting and believing that God heard you and that God's going to answer you in due season, not in your timing, but in God's timing. God's going to work that thing out. You have to trust and believe that he is a man that he cannot lie. God cannot lie. If it says it in his word, it is true. 
So get you some scriptures, get you some promises in God's word and pray those scriptures and say, God, your word says your word, your promises say, and trust and believe it and get up rejoicing, get up feeling excited, knowing that God is going to answer your prayers. If it's in his word, it's going to come to pass. You may not see it when you think you're supposed to see it, but you're going to see it because delayed is not denied. Sorry, little awkward pause there, but delayed is not denied. God is certainly going to answer your prayers. When I was praying uh, many years ago, because I gave my life to the Lord uh, before Doug did, I learned from my, um, my pastor's wife and my mentor at that time to pray the word. And she said, call those things that be not as though they were. And I was calling and I was saying, he's saved, he's sanctified, he's filled with the Holy Ghost, and he loves the Lord. And I was saying all of these things when it was quite the contrary. But God answered my prayers. And I don't know how long, it was maybe a couple of years or um, that I prayed and believed that. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are many prayers that Doug prayed that, you know, God, my wife learned how to be submissive. She is not in control of me. <laughs> um, and so um, there are many things that we had to pray in our private prayer time. And I would suggest you doing that as well. And then collectively, corporately, you and your uh, spouse getting into agreement and praying and fasting. And if the kids are still at home, include the kids in that as well, because you're teaching them something. Mm -hmm. You're showing them something. Our children learn how to be husbands and how to be wives by watching us. Ooh, that's deep right there. And they see the real you. They, they see what other people don't see when you go out. They see the unlovely side of you And so just remember that you want to set a good example for your children as well as other people who are coming up behind you. So you said something. uh, You said, you know, you prayed for me for a couple of years. And I come back to, I I didn't want to gloss over that because a couple of years, and that's being conservative, uh, a couple of years, two, three years, and I know some people may have been, they may be going through longer than two or three years, but you have to. And this is why it's important for premarital counseling and to have conversations and to talk about what what it is you want out of life for your prospective spouses. And because you don't know until you talk to that person and uh, get an understanding of what they want to do in their life and what their goals are, you you don't understand their destiny. And you have to, and you won't understand it until you have some sort of communication with them and talk to them about what do you aspire to do? Um, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, if they're even thinking that far. And so when it comes to, and I, I'm I'm trying not to get too deep into this because Again, this is delayed is not denied. So I'm I'm gonna kind of pull back because no the Lord's leading me, so I'm gonna go. So 
depending on the person's destiny, that'll determine what you or you as a couple will have to go through. And, you know, this is why it's important to the premarital counseling to um, for the counselors, for the coaches, for people who you believe in, who they're giving you advice and they're saying, well, this person may not be for you or that person may not be for you. They're doing that in love because they're looking down the road and you're looking at just right now. I want to get married, want to get married, want to get married. And God is telling them, you know, to tell you this may not be the right person for you five years down the road, 10 years down the road because of their destiny and what they're going to have to go through. And so because you may have or decided not to um, listen to the counselors and you decided to get married anyway, I'm going to come back to Second Corinthians 10 and 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. So you're going to have to pray and you're going to have to bind and believe God that, you know, no weapon formed against your marriage shall prosper. And so we just want to be encouraging to you. I don't want to end this on a bad note, and I'm not, because I just want you to be mindful of you made the decision to get married and so we're believing God. Divorce is not an option. Right. And so we just want you to um, pray and fast and just understand delayed is not denied. Yes. Make it work. Yes. Philippians 4.11 says, be content no matter what state you're in. Not that I speak of respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. So trust God when you can't trace him. Trust the process. Trust the journey, enjoy the journey, and remember, delayed is not denied. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.